Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey everyone, welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. Lines are wide open here in the beginning of the program. 303-690-3000, even as they begin to light up. Give me a call or text me, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, and uh, we will use those text questions if uh, we can, uh, if we need to fill time or um, get connected, uh, 303-690-3000, uh, taking your calls and questions it is January 2018. What a blessing to be with you. I mean, if you're listening live up and down the front range in Colorado, you're hearing this program live. Uh, if you're listening on the East Coast on Hope FM, then you're hearing this program one week delayed. But remember, if you're listening on Hope FM, we are taking your calls too. Uh, so call us directly, 303-690-3000, and we can take your call in the air. Uh, the, you'll you'll hear it live. You'll hear the qu- answer and question live, but you won't hear it on the radio on the East Coast until next week. Uh, as there's a one week delay. Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary in Aurora. Here we just celebrated our 18 year anniversary in December. Uh, it because of Christmas and everything, we really didn't. Uh, we were closed that week. Uh, because Christmas was the 25th on a Monday, and our anniversary as a church was Tuesday, December 26th, 18 years serving the Lord and here in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, there was even a few months before that as this particular fellowship was an outreach of a congregation in Littleton, the Horizon Christian Fellowship in Littleton. This, was, uh, this ministry was Horizon Christian Fellowship East for about a year. Uh, under the leadership of Dave Love, who now pastors in Castle Rock. And we uh, moved here and uh, through a series of events and the leading of the Holy Spirit, the confirming work of the Holy Spirit, I had the privilege of taking over the leadership oversight of this ministry. And we had our first Sunday morning service, which we kind of count as our birthday, our first Sunday morning service, Columbia Middle School, December 26, 1999. And what an honor and privilege to be serving the Lord in uh, in uh, this metro area and, and throughout Colorado, and, and even the ministry has touched so many places uh, around the world. A very uh, blessing and a privilege. I want to give a, a just a quick bit of um, a testimony or an update. I got an email from a friend of mine, you guys listening down in Colorado Springs, uh, my friend of mine, his mailman had mentioned that he listens on Grace FM, and and he learned that, quote, the ministry of his presence, and just opened the door. And so he's been going around on his job, praying with people, uh, ministering to people. Uh, he prays, it says, with many people with tears, 
One woman whose father had just passed away um, told him that no one ever prayed with her before. And another younger guy who's battling cancer, etc. And and I don't have permission to share your name, but but you, if you're listening, you know who you are. And I just am grateful that the Holy Spirit has grabbed your heart and attention through the ministry of Grace FM, through the ministry of Abounding Grace, and and thank you for obeying God uh, and being that full time minister of the gospel as you work your uh, you work faithfully in the job God has given you and. It means you know what you have. You're 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 around town all day, every day, and and you're taking opportunities as God opens the door. And so again, I don't have permission to share your name, but I did want you to know I got an update. I did receive an encouraging note today, and just encouraged to hear the impact of Grace FM down in Colorado Springs. Of course, we are super great friends with Pastor Eric Cartier. At Rocky Mountain Calvary, Pastor Al Pittman down at um, Calvary Worship Center, and of course Jim Etheridge, uh, and so many other uh, godly great men. I, I've come to really appreciate the ministry of New Life uh, as I have uh, used their prayer room uh, so many times 2017. And I just want to give you guys a shout out, uh, everyone that's a part of New Life down in Colorado Springs and Pastor Brady Boyd. And the team, I haven't met Pastor Brady, but I appreciate the ministry down there. I appreciate your prayer. You know, it's a great drive to go down there to wind down when you got a lot on your mind. And then to go into that prayer um, room, that prayer area with the wide open view of of um, Pikes Peak and just to pray there. Um, the last time I went down there, I went down there with my wife and we sat in those comfy chairs and prayed and talked about life and just wrestling with some things in our life wrestling with things that needed prayer. And so you guys down at New Life, I know there's hundreds of wonderful churches down in Colorado Springs, and I would be remiss not to mention them, but I have a special love for my brothers at Calvary Chapel family, and and I really appreciate you guys at New Life. Uh, And shout out to Pastor Brady and all the great things you guys are doing down there. 303-690-3000. Got a text here. My wife is 20 weeks pregnant and has gone into labor. Please pray for us, Aaron and Leah. So, Father, we pray for Aaron and Leah right now. 20 weeks is very, very early, and I just pray you give wisdom to the doctors um, and just put a peace upon Aaron and Leah. Um, it's, it's a very scary time, um, a very difficult time, uh, and and we commit, Lord, her womb and her precious baby and her body to you. And would you please be to them what you are, the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I was wondering if you see this text, if you could please pray for my marriage. My husband's been gone for three years. He reached out to me five months ago, never came over. Uh, He's aloof again. Uh, Five months ago, he came over, and now he's aloof again. Father, we we just pray for this precious uh, young woman who is in the battle of her life for their marriage. And uh, we pray just exactly what she says. And I know it's your will that you would restore her marriage and change hearts. And I pray, God, that your peace would be upon her as she seeks your face. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go ahead and jump right on to the phone lines here. 
We're going to go to, it looks like, Wani in Byers, Colorado. Wani, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed, and thank you so much for your ministry. You're welcome. Um, a week ago, Monday, Pastor Jeff prayed for a little two-year-old girl named Ashlyn, who was born with a birth defect and was having her third open-heart surgery that they expected to last five to eight hours, but it lasted 15 hours. Okay. And she was under, and they have kept her in a drug-induced coma. She was on a machine that, after the surgery, because her heart still wasn't working, that virtually kept her alive, and God healed her heart. They did have to put in a synthetic valve. She was on dialysis because her kidneys weren't working after that long surgery, but one of the kidneys has come back, and um, her heart is working, and she's expected to be able to be to go home if no other complications happen in um, three weeks. And I just called to thank everyone for praying for Ashlyn and her family. Wow, what a great testimony. Thank you so much for calling and sharing that. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. All righty, bye-bye. Well, I hope Jeff, Pastor Jeff, I hope you're listening uh, just to hear uh, the fruit of the ministry and you uh, serving by praying. And, you know, we pray so much and we seek so much that it's always good to hear how God answers, and especially when he answers in a way that is so encouraging, because uh, sometimes the answers of God are not incredibly encouraging and and um, because they don't line up with the way our hearts line up. And, and so, good stuff. So I, I wanted to let you guys know, too, I got a text today. A brand new baby was born in Florida today, little Zoe Abigail Gilbert. Uh, we are blessed to be connected to the Gilbert family. Mike and Liza were here for many years, uh, and Mike moved to Florida. Let me get the exact city. The name of the ministry that he's starting is called Calvary Chapel Northport. Uh, he's planning a church in Florida. Uh, great story on how God led him uh, to jump uh, to, so it is Northport, Florida is actually the city, and uh, and so they left and, and took a big step of faith, and Liza has now given birth to their newest daughter, Zoe Abigail. Now, I know you guys aren't listening, Mike, but uh, for the sake of those that know you, uh, and the th- think, sake of those that have served alongside of you, brother, congratulations, and we continue to pray for the new work that's happening in North Port, Florida. And I just spoke to him yesterday. They said, he told me, yeah, Ed, uh, we're going to go into um, to the doctor in the morning. They're going to induce her. And about halfway through the day, we got a text uh, that little Zoe was born. So we rejoice with the Gilbert family. If you want more information about this new church plant, uh, Calvary North Port, P-O-R-T, northport.org uh, is the website. And um, just a blessing to see what God wants to do through Mike and the ministry through his life. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls and questions, got an open line. We're going to move on to Brian's calling from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Brian, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Pastor. It's nice to talk to you today. Hey, what's up? Well, I wanted to talk to you about helping believers uh, and maybe some advice or some 
specific scriptures to go to uh, when helping uh, or ministering to believers who have backslidden or fallen into sins that they once thought they had victory over. Okay, are you talking about uh, after they've returned, or you're talking to a backslider? Like, what? what's in your mind? So, uh, specifically, I don't really want to get into too much detail, because I don't... All right, let's just say before or after. Are you talking about in the middle of the sin, or after they've repented and come back? After or in the middle, so okay. maybe a little bit of both. You know? Let me. I, I did a Bible study specifically on this topic. Uh, if, okay. you, if you go to our website, uh, uh, calvaryaurora.org, and you put in the search bar the word strays, S-T-R-A-Y-S. Okay. Or look at the very last study we did in the book of James, chapter 5. Uh, and I titled it Going After the Strays, because that's what he says. He says, you know, someone that brings somebody back after they've wandered away. Uh, let me hear. I'm an, I, don't want to, um, I don't want to just uh, paraphrase it. Let me see if I can find it. And when you know it, my computer doesn't want to cooperate. Um, of course. So how about this? Um, let me, uh, I should have had it ready, but we were talking to, I think, 15 seconds before the show today. We were praying and talking in studio. So here it says in, John, in James chapter 5, verse 19, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And, and so I use that text to, to, to help answer the question, the very question that you're asking. Um, you know, first of all, go after them, you know, engage with them. Second of all, be very sensitive with them and very patient because you're, you're, you're not the one and I'm not the one that's going to be able to convince them. We often think of someone backsliding. We get so uh, in our love can turn into desperation and we, we think that we can argue them back or we can wrestle them back. And that just right. doesn't work because they're fighting against the Holy Spirit. You know, if you, you know, if you, if, if the Holy Spirit hasn't drawn them back yet, what makes you think you will? Uh, and so we want to go in love. We want to go in what I like to say, two words. I always like to be reminded, I want to go into their lives prayerfully and carefully. Right. That's um, good. You know, just to let the Holy Spirit lead. And how will he use me? Because I may not be the only one that God uses in their life. Um, and I define three types of people that turn from the error of their way. Number one, truly lost sheep, um, those that we would term as unbelievers. Secondly, right. those that are deceived. And then thirdly, those that are backslidden. Um, right. And and those are the three types. And then for those that came back, I have a list of things that are very important. Um, and here's what I said in my notes. I said, uh, you know, here are some practical things to do. Uh, how can we help those that have strayed? You know, what can we do when they came back? Well, number one, we should pray for them. Um, number two, we should watch ourselves, right? Because, you know, we don't want to be tempted. The Bible says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Number three, we want to confront the person. You know, if they haven't come back, we want to confront them. But don't think of confrontation as a big argument, but just engage them. Probably that's a better word, engage them. Right, um, okay. Fourthly, we want to forgive the repentant. And here's a, here's a rub. A person can be rebellious uh, and resistant for so long that when they do repent, there is always the temptation not to believe them. Right. And so the antidote to that is just extend forgiveness. It's so important uh, because, you, you know, how I elaborate on this is we, don't, we need to learn not to shoot our wounded. 
and kick them while they're down, but rather accept too, them in Jesus you know, Christ. It's important. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, I think... Thank- a lot of times people want to come back or want to repent, but they feel like maybe they haven't done enough repenting or they haven't reached a certain level right. of repentance. And so I'm looking for maybe some specific scriptures that will let them know that, you know, it's about your your position of your heart and are, you know, there's not like a, it's, it's a, it's, to me, it's a pregnant issue, right? You either repent or you don't. But right. And, to, and think of it this way. That. Repentance is the act. Restoration is the process. Correct. And repentance, it's very similar to salvation. Justification is the act and sanctification is the process of becoming more and more like Jesus. And, and that's the work of God in our lives. And so, you know, scriptures of, of repentance is really, it's just the command. And, and, and for someone to, to be stuck in, for someone to be stuck in this thought where I haven't repented enough or I haven't done enough is simply refusing to believe the Bible. They're just refusing to believe. For whatever reason, they're more comfortable condemning themselves. Like Romans chapter 8, verse 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So I'd take them to Romans chapter 8. I would take them to the episode of Jesus when he was when he was uh, confronted by the religious rulers when they threw a naked woman in front of him. And they declared that she was a sinner uh, and she was com- caught in the midst of adultery. Right. And, and that whole con... That, I mean, there, there's not even a... Uh, there's, there's not even a recording of whatever happened between her and Jesus, what the gospel doesn't record is her ever saying, I repent of my sins. And yet something happened in that exchange where she did, and God, what did he say? Where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more, yeah, and he knows. And and so the the idea it's a, it's you know it's hard to talk to someone like this in the sense that they're already kind of under a weight of condemnation, but there's a pride issue when they've returned. Well, I haven't done enough. Well, when when what's enough for you? How, what what's going to be enough? Like you've already set yourself up to fail, and it's almost like a back ended excuse to go sin again. Right. No, I think you're right, and I think a lot of times people are looking for that, aren't they? They they are. I mean, we all are. We're our flesh is hungry. And yep. and when we stop feeding it, it screams. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I like what you said about pride, though, because that's the that's kind of the root, I think, of all of this. It's you know, people that um, everyone just falls into that that issue of the, their their self image or their self pride, and they don't want to lay it down. And and so and re- point. the 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 element too is if even if we were doing really well you and i let's say we today was a great day i i thought you know i'm not a perfect guy but i think today was a pretty good day in my walk uh when did i when did i deserve forgiveness today even though i thought i had a pretty good day never i don't right. deserve it any part of the day it's all received by grace by by grace through faith and and it's true for guys that think they have a good day and it's true for backsliders um, that's good I like that. The the last thing I have in this message, but it's a much deeper one. I'd encourage you to to get it, maybe even share it with the person. But the last thing we need to do is speak words of kindness and love to them because the enemy has done, at least tried to do such a complete, thorough job of accusing and destroying that, you know, we need to be there to keep pointing them to the Lord, keep encouraging them until it, until the Holy Spirit takes root in their heart in this truth 
Um, you know, we don't need, what they don't need is I told you so. Uh, what they don't need is, you know, I knew it would happen. They just need, man, like the father when the prodigal son came home. Man, drop everything, yeah. throw a party, and let's rejoice that you're back. And then we'll work with you so that, that you grow in grace and you don't find yourself in a backslidden condition again, but just loving on them and encouraging them in the Lord. And here's the thing. Here's the thing for you guys listening in, too. There is a sense, because of the hurt and the pain that maybe are, has been caused through that relationship, we don't want to speak love to them and kindness to them because we're still hurting ourselves. And so we need to ask for the healing work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts so that we don't become the prodigal, right? Because in the prodigal sto- story of the prodigal son, there were actually two prodigal sons. One left and one stayed home. Good point. And they were both distant from their dad. Right. No, you're right. The second brother was angry, right? Yeah, and judgmental and, and uh, really, really um, prideful and hypocritical. Right. I like that. Well, thank you. I appreciate your your words of advice. He's such a good, good God, isn't he? he he's so faithful to us. Like, we, Where would we be without the grace of God? We'd be lost. My heart breaks for those who walk without him. Oh. Well, thanks for calling, bro. Okay. Appreciate right. it. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Ah, this is a great question. Hey, Pastor, my name is Omar. I was wondering, are all Calvary chapels together, or are they independent ministries? What's your position within all Calvary chapel organizations? Do you check that the same interpretation of the word is given at each ministry? Okay, so let's go through these questions. Are all Calvary chapels together, or are they independent? Every Calvary chapel ministry is an independent, autonomous ministry, um, accountable to its own local board of elders. So we're all independent, but we're a part of a family. So it would be very similar to your family or mine with brothers and sisters. We're all in the same family, but there are uniquenesses about us. And so there are uniquenesses in the different Calvary ministries. We are a non-denominational ministry. We don't belong to a denomination. Uh, We don't pay dues to a denomination. We're all independent churches. What's my position within all Calvary Chapel? I have no position within the Calvary Chapel movement whatsoever. I haven't been invited to be in leadership or to take any of the positions of leadership. I'm just a pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, uh, wanting to faithfully serve and, and encourage and and uh, love uh, the flock, and I, I have a special heart for pastors and leaders, not exclusive to Calvary Chapel, but a lot of my relationships are, but I have no position. Um, I'm not a part, uh, I haven't been a part of, and nor have I been invited to be a part of the Calvary Chapel Association or any of that. Uh, and do you check that the same interpretation of the word is given at each ministry? I do not. Uh, I do not have that responsibility. But like I was reading today, um, in Acts chapter 17, um, according to, uh, I love, this is what I tell people to do when they're listening on the radio or uh, listening to you know any church, to be like the Bereans. Uh, it says in Acts 17, it was my devos this morning, the people of Berea were more open. I like the New King James, not the New Living on this one. So let me get to uh, the New King James. These were for more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And so we must all be good Bereans and search the scriptures to see if they are there daily. You know, search it daily to, to compare scripture with scripture. But um, 
we do not, uh, I do not check everyone's doctrine. Um, I do have relationships. Um, Calvary, Calvary Chapel Aurora owns Grace FM. Calvary Chapel in Marlton uh, owns Hope FM. And, and so we do have relationships with the pastors that are on the radio here, but if there are minor differences and you know minor viewpoints that differences and it's all within the uh, pale of orthodoxy, then uh, we value love uh, triumphs over justice. You know, mercy triumphs over justice, the Bible says, and, and so love, and, and so no, I don't check um, the teachings of everyone. But we're a big family of churches, and um, there are two streams right now within the Calvary Chapel family. There's the Calvary Chapel Association and um, something known as the Calvary Global Network, and uh, two streams of ministries. It's uh, sort of a split, like Paul and Barnabas, with men, good men on both sides, going in in different directions, um, but primarily holding to the same distinctives. Uh, and you know, there is some disagreement over that, but we just need to seek the Lord, keep our eyes on Him, um, because God is not going to recognize denominations in heaven, uh, no matter what they are. But He is going to recognize believers from every t- tribe, tongue, and nation. And um, I, I learned something from my friend Gino Geraci. Uh, who is one of the first pastors I met when I moved here to Colorado. He pastors the Calvary in uh, Littleton called Calvary South Denver. Uh, Gino, his son John, and and the, the many people in South Denver are good friends of mine. I love them very much. Gino has been such a great help to me over the years. And I remember one time Gino said in his Gino voice, when you cut my veins, I bleed Calvary Chapel. And although I wouldn't say it so passionately, uh, I am... Um, committed to the distinctives of Calvary Chapel. I'm committed uh, to the teachings of Calvary Chapel. I make room for disagreement. If you don't agree, I just refuse to argue uh, and you know divide over secondary matters. But I was saved in a Calvary Chapel. I was discipled in a Calvary Chapel. I've taken my serious questions about the Bible and doctrine to the Word of God and have come to the conclusions I have. But I don't speak for all Calvary Chapels. Neither am I responsible for all Calvary chapels. I'm just a little church here in Aurora uh, that has the privilege of teaching and loving and encouraging and pointing people to the Lord. And that is a great question, Omar. And I'm very, very glad you took the time to text it in. I hope you were listening uh, in order to hear that answer. All right, we're going to go right on to Steve has been waiting. Steve in New Jersey, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you tonight? Good. You know, we only got a couple minutes, so um, I could take your question, and then we'll come up on the other side of the break. Okay. All right, what do you got? Right to the point, it's just that in reading the Bible a lot of times, and you're hearing all the prophecies in the Old Testament, um, you know, about the foretelling of Jesus coming and all that, and a lot of things that are foretold to happen. Yes. I sometimes get the impression, I mean, it's, are we, is it, we're saying, is it predestination? Yes. Are our lives already... You know, set or determined. Sometimes you just, you know, I wonder that, you know, if that stuff's already foretold that's going to happen, even Revelation, is everything already planned out or our lives already planned out? Well, there's God's perspective and there's man's perspective. And so from God, the Bible says that his predestination is based upon his foreknowledge. That's in First Peter chapter 1, verse 2. So God, knowing all things, knows the events of our lives and we are predestined according to the foreknowledge of God. From the human perspective, 
we don't know what the predestined plan of God is in our lives, and so we live it out day by day. It's almost like daily we are discovering the predestined plan of, our, of God for our lives. Um, we don't live with a fatalism as if we have no, no opportunity or no uh, participation in it. No, but God has, has condescended to our level and allowed us to participate in this beautiful relationship. And so we experience day by day, but God knows it ahead of time. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I appreciate that. That's a great question. Thanks for asking. Thank you. And I just right. want to say, too, I love your show, and I look forward to it every night, and you have no idea how much uh-huh. your show and your station has changed my life, uh-huh. and I appreciate everything you do. Thanks, bro. Keep praying for us, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You hear the music, guys. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to today's edition, second half of Calvary Live, uh, coming to you live uh, from Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado, up and down the Front Range here is what they what we call the uh, f- this side of the uh, Rocky Mountains, the east side of the Rocky Mountains. Our station reaches up into Wyoming, south uh, to the to the northern tip of Pueblo, Colorado, and so glad you've joined us here on Grace FM. And of course, you guys on Hope FM, uh, they Hope FM has many many different stations all throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. So glad that you would join us. We have four lines, so let's just go right back to the phone lines to James. is calling from Maryland. James, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you, Pastor. I want to say a Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir, I had two, two uh, I wanted to ask for a prayer request, and then I had a question. Um, I wanted to ask for a prayer request okay. uh, for a wife. Okay. Um, I'm just having, you know, 54, and I'm just kind of giving up on praying. Um, mm. I, 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 you know, and I, I'm just confused. Um, I, not women don't notice me, but it seems men notice me more, mm. and I'm 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 so confused in all of this, and uh, I'm just reaching out. Maybe God okay. will hear somebody else's prayer. Okay. Seeing to hear mine on that issue. Mm. Well, I I can't say this, you know, just to to speak to the to to that last statement you made. God does hear your prayer. Um, the answer hasn't come the way that you've desired yet, but definitely God hears your prayer, and He receives it. Uh, every prayer, you know, I I think that there's a there is an element um, of insight that I, I want you to, especially when we're praying for a, for a spouse, um, because it's you know the the will of God um, uh, is that it's not good for a man to be alone. But there is sometimes in prayer, you know, and I'm going to put this before you so you can pray. Uh, and you can consider this. He says, this is James chapter 4. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you might spend it on your own pleasures. And so sometimes our prayers become more selfish for our own desires than they are for God's 
God's desire and God's glory. Uh, and it's hard to really tell the difference sometimes, but when I haven't heard a prayer being answered for a while, I'm always reminded to just ask God, God, am I just being selfish here? Um, I know what your word says. I know my desire to have a wife is a good desire, but as my motive, you know, is, is the motive of my heart more for myself? Do I just want to be married for myself, or do I want to be married in a way that would glorify and honor you and would bless another woman? And, and, and it could be that while God has you waiting on your prayers, you know, I'm reminded of what Jesus taught, it, he taught us. He said, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep um, knocking so that you don't give up, um, even though sometimes yes, you feel like it. Yes, sir. Thank you. I will ponder that and ask God to give me uh, uh, insight and wisdom on what you just left me with. Yes. Would you like to pray right now? Oh, indeed. Thank you. Okay, God, uh, I lift up my friend to you, and, and you know that you can sort out our motives, God. We don't always know how we're supposed to pray. So your word says that uh, the Spirit of God will intercede for us, uh, and we, we can even receive prayer through the presence of your Holy Spirit in utterances that can't be understood. Uh, and so I pray for my brother James. You know his desire to have a wife, and you know this awkwardness right now and, and a little bit of confusion uh, because of who's noticing him or who might say something or who might want to take advantage of this time in his life. They're just, just manipulators that can sense a loneliness or can sense a... A, a deep need in his face and in his eyes and and would come alongside of him and try to try to hurt him um, try to take advantage of him and so I just pray that you'd establish him in his, in faith your word says that it's good to be single uh, it doesn't say it's easy but it says the Bible says it's good because a single person can devote themselves entirely to God where a married person has to first think of their wife or their husband and so in this time of waiting, God, use James in a powerful way, um, but also comfort him because it's hard. Um, we, yes. we pray all these things, but it's still hard for the brother, and it, and it still yes. can be lonely at times, and, and it, there's still emotion that, that he deals with that he has to, to really wrestle with, sometimes daily, yes. mo weekly, monthly, and so comfort him, God, and reveal your yes. presence to him and fill that void in his life, Lord, protect him from the temptations that that come against him uh, as he's waiting for his bride and and Lord continue to build him up and strengthen his faith not not that his faith would become weaker but that his faith would become stronger in Jesus yes, name sir. amen amen thank you thank you so much keep calling Still back you know every couple weeks keep calling back every couple weeks let's keep praying together okay yes sir all yes, right sir. Man. I certainly will thank you Thank you, Bye. Pastor. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to go right on to Liz on line two. is calling from Denver, Colorado. Liz, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Um, so I have a person that I've been witnessing to, and to make long story short, poor Frank had to hear my whole spiel, uh -huh. but to make long story short, he says he believes in God and the creator, as he puts it, quote-unquote. Okay. But he's already flat out, like, told me that he will never say, he will never confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, God, and creator. Never. Okay. That he believes he existed, but, you know, that he was a good guy and not, not anybody, you know, 
that we should be worshiping. Okay. So my question is, do I, what do I do now? Do I just, like, leave them alone or just not talk to them anymore? Well, it depends on I what mean, kind of relationship you have with them. You know, with a guy like this, if I've got a good relationship with him, I'm going to give it some time and, and maybe a week or two. Uh, hey, so-and-so, uh, I know, you know, remember last time we talked a couple weeks ago, you know, and in between I talk about if he's into football or if he's into cars or work or whatever, I would I would have regular con- continue to be his friend, continue to be a friend to him, continue to pray for him. You know, like this is all relational. Um, this is <clears throat> this is good advice for anybody at work, you know, in these work relationships where we've had great opportunity to share the gospel. They reject it and have their own little theology they created, made up their own little God, little G. Um, we we don't want to just abandon them. So we steep, we're friends with them. Talk about work, talk about kids, talk about... And then when the, you sense that right opening, you say, you know, it's been a couple weeks that we talked about it, and it, it, you, you just didn't... You said you would never say the name Jesus. You think he was just a moral guy, and and uh, I guess can't shake it. And, you know, let him answer. And, and I said, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a place in the Bible where this guy Peter said that there is salvation in, there's not salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I've, I've given him all the scripture. I've, I've, every time I talk to him, I make sure and say, well, Jesus said, you know, in this scripture, in John, in Mark, and this is what the Bible says, and this is what, and, you know, and I give him scripture, this good, is what good. it says, by verbatim, and I tell him, you know, what do you say about that? You know, Jesus himself, himself said, yes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, including you, including me, no one comes to the Father but by me. That means Father, the Creator, the one you call the Creator. You can't go to Him. You can't go to Him without accepting Jesus. Even Jesus said, me and the Father are one. We are one. You can't, you know, if you've accepted me, you'll accept my Father. If you don't accept me, you've rejected me, you reject my Father. So I've given Him every scripture, and He flat out just says, you know, that He believes in God, but He won't say that Jesus Christ is God. He won't and he believes he's—he really believes that he's going to heaven. Well, I mean, if he still wants to keep talking, then keep talking, keep sharing scripture, keep talking about you know. I really, how, you know, if he if if the dialogue's open, it's just you know, it doesn't have to be um, argumentative or anything. But if if he really wants to keep talking, then we're we're like we just keep taking him down that road. Um, you know, maybe uh, you pray about being creative, like whatever, let's say his last name is Gomez, and you say, hey, what does it take to be a Gomez? Um, what if I want to be a Gomez? Can I just be a Gomez? Can I just be your family? Can can I, and, and you know, he's, hopefully, if he's being honest, he goes, no, you, you can't just be my family. There's a process. There's a, you know, and just keep talking and keep sharing scripture because some people plant and some people water, but only God gives might, the increase. That might be prophetic, but brother because that's my last name right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i chose it but we'll take it you, but uh you must have, you that's must awesome have word, word of god right there that's cool you know and so i always like to be when i was in the you know i i obviously i had so much more interaction with folks when i was in the business world but i i just love to keep that if they wanted to keep talking then i'd keep talking but i i also wanted to be sensitive to when to stop talking um 
and you know to talk about the football or to I, I always like to keep I always like to find out what they're into and learn about it and and that way I could keep conversations going on their end and meet them where they're at um, because the more that they trust me, the more that they know I care, the more that I check in on their family, you know the more that they realize I genuinely care I'm not they're not just a convert to me. I just want to I want to tell them God put them in my life so I want to help them then the more they the more they realize that the more the longer they keep the door open but you know ultimately you're just planning and watering um, and trusting God will bring the increase we just don't know when Yeah yeah and that's what I keep praying so Cool sounds like you're doing a great job And just a prayer request for my son he's you know 31 years old um he has to pass a kidney stone, and it's a mm. big one. That's hard. We can just pray for him. Okay. What's his name? Adrian. Lord, we pray for Adrian right now, and uh, we know um, some people listening know it very personally how painful a process this is. And so, God, we also know you're the God that can reduce pain. You're the God that can eliminate pain. You're the God that can uh, even bring healing uh, as our bodies don't function the way that they were intended. And so we pray for Adrian in this process of passing a stone and, and just whatever you have, um, whatever you have for him, we pray that he would be able to endure and stay strong. And we pray for this, uh, this other guy that's uh, just got all the truth that he possibly could have and has a person in, in his life that loves him and has been faithful to share the truth with him. So we just we just pray today, God, and every day as we remember him, that there would be um, you know, progress in the seeds that have been planted and that's we would you know maybe we'll even get to hear or my sister will be able to experience the increase that you can bring in a person's life in jesus name amen jesus name amen thank you so much brother thanks bye-bye liz bye-bye 303-690-3000 let's see if we have any texts um here is a text that is responding to another text. For the couple having a preemie baby, I was born three months early as well. I'm alive and well, hopefully offers encouragement. And then there's please, please, please pray for my marriage. Also, my wife is LDS. Pray that she knows the truth. And wondering if men's prayer meeting uh, taking place at Calvary Aurora. Yes, the men pray. Um, we pray during service, pray before services on Sunday during service on Sunday, uh, and I believe it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, but you can check the website or call the office uh, and find out when the men gather to pray. Uh, we have a pastor that is over prayer, and, and uh, you know, we need to pray. So, Father, I pray for this marriage and uh, the difficulty that is happening, uh, and we are grateful for the preemie, you know, that now live and well, but now in difficulty in marriage, Lord. So we just pray right now that, that you would be with that marriage in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, Lord, I want to pray as I see this text come in, a uh, very difficult situation in someone's life. Um, some bad news was received today, just right now. A family uh, lost their daughter and uh, all the people involved, Lord, you know all the details. I pray that uh, by your Holy Spirit, you would bring comfort uh, and encouragement to everyone that's involved. And um, we don't know, all, I don't know everything yet, but what I do know, it's very sad. And uh, Lord, only you can intervene in tough times like this. In Jesus' name, amen. 
303-690-3000. Sorry about that. I just really got a tough text message that came through right now. Uh, So let's get back to the phone lines. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to, uh, who is it? Christopher calling from Loveland, Colorado. Christopher, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, bro. Um, so I guess I kind of have this issue where, um, it's, it's more of a, a question I have for okay. you. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm in the faith, but I feel lost, okay. um, a lot of the time just in, in multiple things, uh, whether it be working or, uh, family oriented things, or even just driving down the road. Sometimes I contemplate some of the things that I do in my life and I, and I mean, I know God's got a hand over it, but I just feel sometimes that I don't, I don't know if I'm seeing or if I'm even receiving anything that God's trying to put through to me. I don't, I don't know if I'm, uh, and, and I actually, I heard, uh, when you were talking to James about what was going on and, and, and sometimes those selfish things that we pray for, um, can lead to a little bit of a long pause between the conversations of you and God. But I mean, I just, I don't know uh, if I'm looking in the right spots or if there's anything that I can do to look in the right spots or where I can look. I mean, obviously in the Bible, but. Okay. Well, there's a couple things, you know, first of all, you're learning um, the reality of feelings and how powerful they are Um, because we all have them. Um, Sometimes they tell us the truth, but most of the times our feelings lie to us. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You can be afraid and there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, You can feel happy when you should be sad or sad when you should be happy. You know, our feelings are real. Um, There's just no way around that fact. Our feelings are incredibly real, but they don't always tell us the truth. And a lot of times when our feelings lie to us, it feels like we're... And it, and it, it, I mean, it's, it's, I I use the word feel on purpose. It feels like we're in a valley. It feels like it's dark. It feels like God is not there. It feels everything. It it almost feels everything opposite of the truth. Um, that, that the reality of God's presence and his purpose isn't changed. Uh, he, his plan for your life hasn't changed. Even this time of difficulty is part of his plan. He's going to work all things together for the good. And, and so one of the things you're learning is how to, cause your feelings to be secondary to to what what do you think your feelings should be secondary to uh and it's okay answer anything you 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 won't you won't sound dumb and you won't be you won't necessarily be wrong just where you're at right now what do you think should be more important and get more of your attention than your feelings uh, I feel like the answer to that is God. Okay. So in your relationship with God, I'll help you along the way. So here's what the battle is in your life right now. The battle in your life is between what you believe and what you feel. Okay. And you know what's stronger is the emotion of feeling. It really doesn't even take any effort. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine how everyone in Hawaii felt when they received that message that an inc- that it was a real message from the government 
that says an incoming ballistic missile was going to hit the islands. Can you imagine the panic and the fear and the rea- all of the emotions that that false alarm caused? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I don't know if I could imagine that. Entirely. My heart would sink. Like it was just like, oh my gosh, my life is over. My, um, you know, everything is ended. And yet the reality was it was a mistake. They just didn't know it. Right. Once they knew it was a mistake, the feelings started to subside, but then they got replaced with other bad feelings, right? Because they'd be people became very angry, which is normal, uh, upset. And, and, and that was just such a, such a, a horrible mistake. Can you imagine how the person that did it accidentally feels? Yeah, I, I think I've been in those shoes a couple times. Okay, so let's talk about the guy that accidentally did it. The guy that accidentally did it. Five minutes before he hit the wrong button, did God love him? Let's just yeah. say he's a believer. I don't know him, so I'm going to just use that illustration. Let's just say he's a full, true believer in Jesus Christ, goes to a local Baptist church there in Hawaii. Do you think five minutes before he did the um, mistake that God loved him? Yes. Four minutes? Yes. Three? Yes. When he pushed the button? Yes. One minute after? I believe so. Five minutes after? Yes. It took 30 minutes before they corrected it, so about 37 minutes later? Probably. How do you think he felt? Probably like he just screwed up really big. Yeah, pretty bad. I mean, I if I was him, I'd probably just be so self-condemning and uh, I would describe it for myself. I think I'd feel just so dumb and so sad and so mad at myself. Uh, I think all of that would have happened. So so here's a young here's a guy that made a they made a mistake and and it caused so much pro- so many problems and it stirred up all his feelings but changed absolutely nothing in his relationship with God. Okay, so let's okay. leave that extreme example and come to someone like you and me where we're praying. I've been praying for four years for something, personally, just me. And the answer has either been silence or no for four years. And I'm like, oh man, Lord, what is going on? But I was even right. reminded this morning in my life, personally. God spoke to me this morning as I was driving in. I just turned Grace FM off. I turned it down. Pastor Al Pittman was on, and I was really enjoying his message, but I just felt like I needed to pray. And so I was just praying. I was praying again about this same situation, and, and I was reminded, like the Holy Spirit reminded me of this verse and, and what God, what I believe, part of what he's doing in my life. Um, and, and so it, let me see. It's... Um, uh, let me look it up here. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. So I didn't have the address, but I had the verse. And so um, here's the verse. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me so that I wouldn't be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And the Lord was just reminding me that he's allowed something into my life for the last four years to humble me, to remind me of my absolute dependence upon him, to remind me, I mean, I could go, there's a lot of personal things I could share, a lot of things, but just, it always causes me to cry out to him. That's what it does. It always causes me 
whether I cry out to him, I go, God, why? Uh, what's going on? Why won't you answer? And it always causes me to cry out to him that when God does answer my prayer, when I, because I think it is his will, kind of like the single guy, like when God does answer my prayer, um, mm-hmm. I wonder what's going to be next in my life to keep me crying out to him. Because that's what he wants. He wants me. He wants you. We want things to happen. We want answers. We want, to, we want something. And God says, I don't want you to have something, Ed. I want you to want someone. Uh, and, and it's almost like heaven, through the desperations of our hearts, are saying with us, um, Ed, Ed, I want you to want me. And if you want me, you're going to get me. And when you get me, you're going to be fully satisfied with me. But we got to fight through our feelings because okay. we got to fight through these stinking feelings that scream while faith seems to whisper, feelings seem to scream. Yeah. I, and I understand. And so with that in mind, what do you think is a follow-up on your mind? What, what kind of follow-up to that do you have? we got a couple minutes left. A follow-up as in... Do you have another, um, like a question after I shared this? Uh, more so a prayer request. Okay, let's do that. Um, that, you know, instead of trying to search, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess what I really got out of that is, you know, it's, it's in God's time and it's God. It's not, I shouldn't be searching for anything else. So a prayer would be that instead maybe I should be seeking God and not worry about everything else in my life. I think that's good. And I want, I want you to, I want you to think of one more thing real quick. Okay. Uh, when my kid, when I told my kids to play outside and, and I told my son to ride his bike on the sidewalk, right? I told my kids, when you ride, ride your bike on the sidewalk. Right. And as a dad, I'm keeping my eye on my kids. I'm watching them. And I look out the window and I see my kids riding their bikes on the sidewalk. Do I yell at them or tell them or do I, do I communicate with them or am I pretty much silent? Uh, uh, I mean, if you're looking out the window. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to be silent. I'm checking on my kids. They're doing what I ask them to do and they don't hear from me. When do they hear from me sometimes? Most of the time when they're riding in the street. Right. When I'm saying, hey, watch out there, and hey, be careful there, and hey, didn't I tell you guys to be on the sidewalk, you know, stay safe, but when they don't hear from me, that doesn't necessarily mean they're doing anything wrong. It could mean that they're doing everything right. Hmm. It's the same with God. We almost automatically conclude that if God doesn't answer our prayer with some answer right away, we think we're in the wrong. We might be, but not necessarily. Right. I no. never thought about it like that. All right. Well, let's pray because we're almost at the end of the show. Father, I just pray for my new friend and the work you want to do in Christopher's life. And you know how he feels. And, and you know what he's doing. And you know what you want to do. I would just This verse has been such a blessing to me um, in my life in the last year. Uh, because in the Bible it says that you already know... Um, um, you already know what you want to do. You ask questions, but you already know what you want to do. And so, God, I know you have a plan and a purpose in Christopher's life. I pray you'd encourage him and strengthen him and help him 
with this new knowledge, Lord, just a little bit of knowledge, just a little bit of your, you know, just a reminder of your faithfulness, your love for him, that as hard as things are right now, would you give him strength to, to relate to you by faith, trusting what you say and what you revealed about yourself, even though he feels differently. Our stinking feelings are so overwhelming and they, they can, and if we feed them and pay attention to them, Lord, they'll just wipe us out. But I know what your word says, and we just talked about this this morning, God, so thanks for having it on my mind. Um, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So help my brother Christopher to delight himself in you, that you might begin to fill his heart with your presence and your desires. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Al. Dad, take Al. a... <laughs> that's all right i'll answer to anything hey um take about a week or so and call back and see what's been developed and while you're doing that read through the book of john the gospel of john and just read it in a way to just just pretend in your mind that you're following jesus experiencing what he's doing right there with him i will all right and call back i will all right bye-bye bye Hey, thanks, guys, for joining me. I'm sorry we're out of time. I'm going to be here Bible study tonight, 7 o'clock, Calvary Aurora. Join us here. Join us on the air. Uh, You guys um, on the East Coast, you'll join us at 9 p.m. You guys come live tonight at 7 p.m. We'll have an update from a missionary in Thailand. We'll be praying together, studying 2 Kings chapter 4 together. Love you guys. God bless you. Go to calvaryaurora.org. More info. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.